Welcome to BA Chats. I'm so glad that you guys have joined us. I'm all by my lonesome today because my handsome, very nice husband offered to pick up the sweeties for me because today's BA Chats is super duper special, very dear to my heart. One of the sweetest people I know, one of my favorite friends, <laughs> one of my bestest buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I am in studio today with Abigail Holt Jennings. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Truly and sincerely, one of my very best friends. Abs, thanks for coming, girl. Girl, it is so my pleasure. I'm so excited to be with the one and the only Rachel Doolin Coons. <laughs> That's right. Be with me always, sister. Always and forever. <laughs> so Abigail is in today talking because Abigail has, well, you know what? I'm not going to, you you do your thing. Tell us a little bit about you and then we'll kind of get to it. But tell us about you, friend. <sighs> well, it all began. <laughs> you were born. That's okay. <laughs> 25 years ago, <laughs> plus a little extra. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I was diagnosed last July with breast cancer. And so being in health and fitness and ministry so many years, you know, it's... um. It's pretty shocking. And so they did surgery, um, thought that they got it all, and then um, spent some time out of the country a couple weeks ago just pursuing health and um, getting some reports that were not favorable. And um, and then when I came back from that trip, <clears throat> getting a report that really was not favorable. And so just been navigating through um, the truth versus some facts, you know, which is a big deal. Which is what I've asked Abigail to talk about today. This again, Abigail, sweet, good friend, one of my favorite people. Uh, this is tell me again. It's been about a year and a half. Is that right? Well, last July, yeah, so last a year July. and a half. Mm-hmm. So a year and a half from the second she got the diagnosis to now. So uh, I have watched her overcome in the middle of something. I've been in awe. I've been watching up close. I've been watching from afar. I've been in it. I've been, and I have been in awe at just the power of Jesus and, Mm. and your relationship with him and the Holy spirit in you and you manifesting him in the middle of like a what diagnosis. (laughs) So I want you to speak into that today about hardship happens. We just, we live in a crummy world and there's this huge effort to try to tack it on God, tack it on this, tack it on, you know, we got to, and none of it, it's just a wasted effort. I literally have seen you, you have not done that at all. You Mm -hmm. from the get go hit the ground running with God, you are my healer. You are on my side. What are we doing? Like walk me through this thing because you've already said I was a winner. So what does this even mean? What are we doing? Talk to me about that. It is beautiful. It has, it has increased my faith. Mm, oh, thanks, my friend. I tell you, you know, it. it's, uh, <clears throat> I, I think it's just really a combination of things as you, you know, I've loved the Lord since I was a little girl and um, have, have felt like I, you know, endeavored to live a surrendered life. And then you, you know, you keep going and you think, oh. That's not quite surrendered, is it? (laughs) Jesus needs to take the wheel on that right there. (laughs) And that and that. (laughs) But I think that for me, um, what I began to realize is that all uh, all of our lack, you know, the Bible says that our lack is filled up in the sufferings of Christ. And so... The, the more that we begin to understand the all-sufficiency of Jesus, <laughs> I mean, all means all. And so um, I, I think that we really can tap into that, um, that, which I think it was Paul that said, to each of us has been given a measure of faith. And instead of trying to conjure up this thing um, outside mm. of ourselves, that we can actually tap into the vine, to the one that we're hooked into. And so if our focus becomes off of, I think for me, it just began to happen along the way. Oh, you are the author and the finisher of my faith. You know, the, this is your story. You know, this is this isn't my problem. This is your problem, <laughs> and I get to rest in the all sufficiency of you, 
through this thing. But I'll tell you what I've learned along the way, <clears throat> going through you know, a lot of disappointment in my life. You know, I was that girl that was raised in the church and loved the Lord and went to Bible school and thought she did everything, quote unquote, right, you know, to, um, you know, married a minister, we ourselves together were in ministry for years and um, uh, thinking that you've done all these steps. Um, and then when you see all of that fall apart, <laughs> um I really began to see a new side of the one that I have loved all these years. Um, and it had nothing to do with um, me, but everything to do with him. And so <clears throat> so through this whole process, especially, and then you revisit it again, right? When you're in health and fitness and people look to me as a voice for that, and then cancer comes knocking at your door and it's like, I mean, I get the diagnosis in the middle of a boot camp that I was conducting. That was, I was like in that boot camp, sister. I remember I was all what? No, go back and get your results because they obviously gave you someone else's. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's so true. Um, and then walking, you know, with my mom through breast cancer just two months prior. Um, and seeing that and losing my father to cancer at 16 and my grandfather and all kinds of stuff. But here, here's the deal. I kind of grew up in that, in that uh, space where it was like, shh, don't say that word. Don't let that come out of your mouth, you know, because you're going to give power to it. <laughs> That's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. So I felt <laughs> because like if I say, oh, I don't have to walk around and go cancer. I mean, like, God is not moved off his throne because we say cancer. Or, like, I mean, how much faith did it take Lazarus to be raised from the dead? <laughs> Let's have a conversation with them. I mean, you know, so it, it really has been this thing of, um, oh, that was a bad report. But in, in everything that I've had to walk through, there has been this grace, almost like an open heaven that I've been able to tap into. Um, and so it's just, it's actually been a glorious experience. It's been hard. I mean, it's, sure. it's definitely been hard. But I'll tell you, another thing I've learned is leaning into the family of God. You know, it could have been very easily easy to isolate myself. It could have been very easy to just say, I, I'm going to go through this on my own. And, and, but I really felt at that point compelled to connect even deeper with, um, women and men that God had put around me. And really at that time, didn't know that that well. But actually through this journey, I have watched community. I have watched us come together even closer as the family of God and help one another. I mean, you're super close to people when they're helping you, you know, drain things that are hanging <laughs> off your chest. <laughs> and we can laugh about it, right? It was a bonding experience. Right, right, right. <laughs> it totally was. It was. And make no mistake, I'm no spiritual giant. I mean, most of the time, you know, I'm, you might think that you would picture someone going through that, like prostrate on their face, you know, grabbing the fibers of the carpet, fasting and praying. That really was not my experience. I, I began to focus on the all sufficiency of Jesus, really. And because on our best day, we could fast and pray and, and still die of disease. I mean, he is the healer. He is the healer. And so I just pressed all my fear and, and, and even my days of great faith, it still gets to all be pressed into him, you know? Sure. Um, and so that felt really good to just let go, you know? So this has been a process of letting go. Oh yeah. Because again, you've mentioned, but I want to round it out a little bit. You're a healthcare professional, mm -hmm. <laughs> not a doctor, but I mean, you have been in fitness for how long? Oh gosh, twenty two years. And this is something that has been in your family. Mm -hmm. And so you had, I mean, you had done like taking precautions, diet precautions, Absolutely. corrected things and, th and seen a level of, I mean, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you not do that? But still the dumb thing comes knocking on your door. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, I've learned that when it comes knocking, you, you know, you answer the door. I mean, when fear no. comes knocking, you, I mean, can you imagine if you were sitting in your house with your family and somebody's knocking and beating on your door and everybody just pretends it's not there? <laughs> Let's talk about this for a little bit, because of course, what, what Abigail is touching on is confession, mm -hmm. good confessions, bad confessions. And so of course, 
of course, none of us want to just sit and the things we're terrified about, just give them, you know, oh my gosh, it's terrible. This is going to happen. I just know that because of what happened in my family, blah, blah, blah. Those are Mm -hmm. definitely bad confessions and we don't want to do that. However, tell me again, tell me what you're talking about, because I know you're not talking about bad confessions, but you're talking about not being afraid. Right, right. Uh, the Goliath. I mean, if there's a Goliath, there's a Goliath. Absolutely, absolutely. And almost for me, it was an epiphany of not being afraid of fear. You know, talk to me about this because <laughs> this is super helpful. Not to be afraid of fear, like fear itself. Right. Absolutely. You know, you you feel fear. I mean, dear Lord, you were with me last week, and you know, Rach is in the room with me, and I'm getting a scary report, and I'm grabbing the back of her sweatshirt. You know, when you're <laughs> feeling, you remember that? When you're feeling, you know, like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Did, did you just hear what just happened? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, and so I think, you know, when when the giant comes knocking, I think what we have to do is say, okay, I feel fear right now, but. Um, perfect love cast out mm. fear. So it doesn't mean that, that for us to the spiritual giants or you know never feel fear. I, th- I think it's quite contrary. I think we feel the fear, we see the fear. Oh, I see you fear, and guess what? I'm going to run right into you and through you, mm. and I'm going to overcome over you. You know, with my God, I can scale a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, with my God, I can run against a troop. The troop doesn't necessarily always disappear in our life. We want that to be the story. Oh, okay, the enemy was there, then he turned in, and he was no more. Well, what about when he says, yeah, like he tells David, you actually are going to have to go out and fight this battle, but I'm going to be with you, and you're going to win. Mm-hmm. And so there's times where we see the wall, and we go, oh, but you know what? I see you all. You look really high. You look really big. But with my God, I can scale you all. And being afraid of walls is what you discovered. Like there had been, there had been like a culture that had taught you to be actually afraid of the wall, right? Yeah, sure. Nobody wants bad things to happen. Mm. Of course, nobody wants bad things to happen. And it's right to believe for just blessing and increase all of the time. All of us are shooting for that. And still some things, sometimes crummy things happen. And this is the posture that you take. Absolutely. Like when the enemy gets in a punch, I mean, it happens. I mean, he he gets in some low blows sometimes. And when he does, we say, hey, Goliath, I see you. I'm running out at you. Right. Absolutely. The Bible doesn't record whether David felt fear or not. You know, I I don't know. I mean, he was a full human guy. You know, he had to feel something. But, But what he saw was the bigness of his God. I think that I love that story because David, the smallest of all of them Mm -hmm. actually does the biggest act of faith, you know? And so his, even his size had nothing to do with the bigness of his God inside of him. And so I think that's, I've just, um, you know, along the way for me, a double mastectomy, that was, you know, it's like Paul Manwari says, you know, surgery is not a, a second class healing. For me, it, it was something I really felt to do mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did it. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. I mean, you know, got an upgrade in that area. So I'm not sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the Lord was with me in that whole thing. I mean, like, and, and I didn't, it's not like I tried to feel so. I think you just, you, what I've been asking myself since this happened, there's just a question that rose out of my heart. What is the conversation of heaven over this? Abigail, say this. Mm-hmm. This is so helpful. I love to hear you talk about this. It's changed my life. What is heaven saying about this right now? So, and, and just for you friends out there that, you know, God can never give cancer because cancer's not in heaven. Right. So he can't give that to you. It, it, you know. He doesn't have it to give. Absolutely. He Absolutely. doesn't have anything that's not perfect and wonderful and awesome to give. He is purely those things. So it never, ever, thank you for saying that, never is from him. Good God. Yes, absolutely. And, and trying to, you know, really lean into, the only thing we have to lean into is what are you saying right now in this, Lord? What, what is my posture to be? He has something to say he about sure cancer being on the inside of your body when yeah. he does not want it there. He has something to say. So what is it? Mm-hmm. And then you obey at that point. Exactly. That's the leaning in. That's where I feel no striving. I think right. we get in danger zone when we get in a level of, I need to, you know, eat kale 100 times a day, and then I need to sit <laughs> upside down. And then I, you know, I mean, or, I mean, just all these things that started feeling stressful to me because I thought, dear heavens, have mercy. If I do everything that people are so 
lovingly sending for me to do, mm-hmm. I will stand in my kitchen and be on the toilet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your life consists of. And again, those are great measures. They I mean, are. and you do great. You eat better than any human being I've ever seen <laughs> with a little bit of, of that ice cream that you love, Jenny's ice cream in there. Exactly. But still. <laughs> or, or on Thanksgiving Day. But it's not the answer. <laughs> right. It's not the answer. Those are supplements, and that's super helpful, but that's not, you know, well, if, if, if heaven's saying that, great, mm-hmm. but Jesus in the middle of it. Absolutely. And that's actually been quite an adventure. That that has been the most freeing thing in my life, Rach, is letting go and just like inclining my ear to what you're saying. And sometimes he's saying funny things. Sometimes he's saying, I mean, it's, it's so cool. I feel like I hear his voice clearer now than I ever have in my entire life. And sometimes we look at the valley and we're like, ah, can we have a bypass? Is there a 285 bypass to this thing? You know, like, you know, but the thing is, yay, though I walk through, not to, it's not our, it's not the end. It's not the destination. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, it's actually there. I learned to fear no evil. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's in the valley where he's standing and I'm looking at him and he's in the valley, why the heck would I want to be up on the mountain? He's in the valley. Mm-hmm. Dear heavens have mercy. Let's go to the valley because that's where he is. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, it's true because valleys, <laughs> valleys happen. But I love and I've heard people say you just when we're walking through valleys, when we get a bad report, a bad health report and you, you name it, everybody's got something crazy happening to them that it's out, out of their control. Yeah. When that happens, we just don't stay in the valley. That's not the place where we pitch a tent. No. That's not where we put down roots. That's not we walk through the valley of the shadow of the de- of death, mm-hmm. not fearing any evil for one reason. God's with us. Yes. And so he's in wherever, whatever's happening, he's with us. And that's where our strength is found. Yes, absolutely. You have done that so beautifully. What, mm-hmm. what do you do? And I am asking this for people who are literally fighting cancer. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be a thing, folks. We are going to, yes. it's not always going to be a thing. Yes, the Father is, is capable of bringing this thing to an end. And we're mm-hmm. going to declare that at the end of our podcast. But but what do you do when when fear comes? When you're grabbing the back of my sweatshirt because mm-hmm. you process through that so quickly. So we're in the we're in the doctor's office last week, and I mean we all went in with a this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We're about to get the greatest report ever. Mm-hmm. Abigail's free and clear and clean, and mm-hmm. it was opposite day. <laughs> and we all stayed inside out, babe. <laughs> <laughs> there were four of us in there. We were all totally quiet, like just yeah. standing there. And I was all, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes yeah. a second. Like your mm-hmm. brain is going in a different direction. <laughs> yes. And you yeah. grab the back of my sweatshirt for seconds yeah. and then let go. And you shed some tears. Yeah. And then you started asking questions. And I was like, man, <laughs> she's getting so good at this. Like you like heard the news. You resolved. Okay. So what does this mean? Talk to me about that process. That was quick, girl. Oh, man. Well, you know, I think, again, it's just, this isn't my first rodeo on this one. And I think you you just began to say, okay, Jesus, where are you? Like right in the midst of this chaos and this, where are you? Because you're saying something. The doctor's saying something, but you're saying something. So I think for me, um, courage, a lot of times you go out to fight a battle still shaking in your boots. This is helpful. You know, this is helpful. <laughs> With a sword in your hand, still shaking in your boots. Like walking Abigail, towards a giant, still shaking in your boots. That's my favorite definition of courage I've ever heard is courage is not the being free from fear, the lack of fear. It's doing the right thing even when you're afraid. That's like you exactly move right. Forward. You just move forward even if you're shaking in your boots. It doesn't change yeah. that we have a God that has defeated cancer. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, um, you're just speaking faith and life, and that's false hope. Well, first of all, <laughs> that's not at all the truth. All our hope's in Jesus, and there's nothing false in Him. Right. So so why not? You Go ahead. Err on the side of what you want to <laughs> 
term <laughs> false hope, but <laughs> he is hope and there's no false hope in him. So I'm going to lean on that side and put all my eggs on that ba- in that basket, you know, um, knowing that the promise is he satisfies us with long life and shows us his salvation. And so, um, so I think, yeah, there's, you know, there's some things to walk through, you know, just the other day, my, my sweet little girl, 11 years old, you know, she's looking through her, uh, and this is just super raw, but man, I am so tired of living a life that, or seeing others live a life so trapped by just not walking in raw truth. I mean, he is the way he is fully truth and he is fully life, you know? And so we just have stuff that happens, you know, but he shows up in the midst of all of our ugly stuff, you know, and he still shows up as truth. And so she's looking through her American girl doll magazine and, and, uh, she says, mama, um, if you lose your hair, then I want to get this doll. And she pointed down to the doll that had no hair, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And and we had like, you know, I homeschool my kids and we had like a half day meltdown of, you know, but how do you know you're healed? You can't tell me that. Granddad died and da 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 da. And I looked at her, I said, I am healed because Jesus is healing. That's who he is. And that is the only position we have. So yes, cry, babe. Let's feel that. Mm -hmm. Okay, we feel fear. We feel yuck. Let's process through all that stuff. So I think letting go of fear is not trying to strengthen ourselves outside of feeling it. It's just finding him in the midst of it. So there's been days... There's been days where I felt like my assignment was to lay in my bed and and read Paul Manwaring's book. Right. And that was my assignment, right. you know? And then I got to strengthen myself in the Lord and move on. Or the days where you, it, you know, I love what Paul says. He says, you know, um, when you feel like you're losing your voice, read the Psalms until you find it again. That's awesome. You know. Would you again, let's quickly recommend this book for anybody who is is fighting that <sighs> stupid, dumb, bad, ugly cancer. Yeah. It's Paul Manwaring, and it is... Uh, Kisses from a Good God. Kisses from a Good mm-hmm. God. Okay. Very, very helpful. And then just being diligent. I think it's diligent and vigilant. And you know that when you're going through something, you don't partner with people that are in the lower valley than you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you need to say this is super, super important. You know, you just don't do it. I mean, you surround yourself with with truth, you know, and life and the testimony of Jesus through like you and I have talked about the scripture, Rach, even the revelation you've had on that. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and loving our lives, not unto death. Right. Right. There's right. that third one that the entire body of Christ leaves off. We always love those first two. I think it's supernatural. Like the Holy Spirit is uncovering that, that we're, we're in the time he is uncovering. Hey, how about you guys not love your lives unto death? Because boy, if you'll just reconcile to die and let me completely live in you, we can get some stuff done now. We can live like we can win the planet. If we are not just holding on so tight that we are squeezing the life out of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we just let go, you know, and right. say, Father, I don't love this thing so much, you know, that I'm not willing to die for it. I would die for it. And I'm not saying this in the context of cancer at all. Yeah. You know, absolutely not. The Lord, He doesn't have that in, in, it's not in His will for anybody ever for any reason. Cancer is an enemy. But the point is that Jesus is on our side. Mm-hmm. So we're defeating an enemy in our own bodies that he defeated 2,000 plus years ago on the cross. Right. And he's walking us through it. How did he do that? He's showing us, this is how I did it. Lean into me. I've already done it. Come live on the inside of me because I beat that thing. That's exactly right. That is so good, Rach. And when he's and he's living on the inside of us by us inclining our ear to him in these trials every single day. You know, what when when I begin to ask him, what do I do, especially in my recovery, you know, yeah, I have a sad moment. I look down and, you know, two of your most feminine parts are gone, you know. Right. And so you're like, What? You know, of course you feel sad. And then I, I I sit in the bed and I thought, Lord, what what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to watch the Olympics. And that's when the Olympics were going on. He said, I want you to watch the Olympics. I want you to see how champions live because you're a champion and I'm a champion inside of you. Bring it on. (laughs) And I'm going to tell y'all what, there was no more sermon that could have been preached to me more spiritual (laughs) than, because guess what? Jesus was watching the Olympics. That's what he was doing. (laughs) With you at your house. That's exactly right. (laughs) And it was so incredible. And I remember that, um, what's her name? What's her name? Um, 
she came out of retirement. Christina. The runner? Yeah, no, the cyclist. Oh, the cyclist. The oh, I remember cyclist. You loved her. Yes, that I was loved super her. Encouraging. And man, it was like a word from the Lord. She came out, she was 42, mm-hmm. my age. She came out of um, uh, uh, retirement and she cycled and she, uh, she took the gold. Okay. She took the goal like lengths ahead of these girls that were like some of them half her age. And they asked her, they said, and she got done. She had blood coming out of her nose. Her hip was bothering her, whatever. But buddy, she did it and she won the gold. (laughs) And she had a, um, her daughter was, was standing there, her little daughter just clapping and, you know, and they said, why did you do it? And she just simply said to the reporter, because I knew I could. (laughs) (laughs) and i got such joy like (laughs) i can do this because jesus you did and because you did i can because you're the all-sufficient one so we get to press all of our lack into his (laughs) all-sufficiency wow we get to press all of our lack into all his all-sufficiency so you mentioned earlier about abiding in the vine can you give me and everybody listening, practical steps. How do you abide in the vine in this area? Like, what do you do? Are you, you getting up? I know you're hearing the Lord and just doing what he's saying. And that has been looking at the Olympics. Talk to me about scripture. Where's scripture play to place? Mm. What has it played a place in here? Like what, oh, what's been its part? Yeah. I, mean, big, I know it's everything, but I just want to hear it from you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big time. I mean, you know, the Bible says, give us this day. You know, Jesus prays, says, give us this day our daily bread. You know, I think sometimes maybe we grew up away. I know I did. It's like quantity. I got to read five books of the Bible. <laughs> and, you know, the more I read, the more holy and healed I'll be. You know, that, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, there would be mornings I would wake up and just have a scripture on my heart. And I felt like I need to go meditate on that scripture. Now, then there were days I, you know, again, I'm not going to paint. Don't look at me as some spiritual giant. I would be in my pajamas (laughs) at 2 PM still. And I might've had a tough morning where fear had a little conversation with me, you know, and then dang it, something would come over me y'all. And I would open up my Psalms and listen, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. Y'all know I don't care. And I would get out on that driveway. Okay. I have a pig and chickens. They'd follow me. (laughs) And and I'm going to tell you what, everything I was feeling had to be combated with truth. And I would open up my mouth and walk down that driveway and back just, you know, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and just... Literally, sometimes I, I would yell it until Good. my flesh just shut the heck up. Good. You know what I'm saying? And and that, I believe, is part of encouraging ourselves in the Lord in truth, you know. And sometimes it was just sitting in the bed watching a Christmas movie with my children. <laughs> you know? That's right. always helpful. Right. In July. And um, so. <laughs> Gal's got to do what a gal's got to do, Abs. <laughs> And that was some sort of form of rest. Somehow sure. like, hey, guess what? I, I'm not worried about this at all. Abigail would be like, are you? Uh, no, sir. Not if you aren't. Sure. You know, and it wasn't a fake. It was like, I want to partner with what you're saying uh, about this. And then maybe the next day partnering with him was picking up the sword, the word of God, and shouting to the top of my lungs. You know, I think that's I think that's why... Every Old Testament battle, if you notice, if you look in Scripture, all the creative ways that the Lord defeated the enemy, they were all different. You know, he has he parts the Red Sea and they walk through on dry ground. Mm-hmm. Another time he has angels appear in the trees. Another time he speaks to King Jehoshaphat and says, put the singers and musicians in front. Mm-hmm. And they get to the Valley of En Gedi and the enemy had turned on itself. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you don't even need to fight in this battle. Right. I mean, their biggest weapon was praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never, you know, we know Jericho, the walls fall down. They go around and march on. So anything. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's just a sweet picture of you know, the different ways that we overcome, you know, um, as we just listen to him. Okay. What are you saying? What's the toolbox today? Is it a sword? Is it a hammer? Is it a screwdriver? Is they all look different? You know, am I getting new tools? Like what am I learning through this? Exactly. It's huge. It, It really is, Rach. It really is. And when you get a report like that, like we did the other day, 
um, I think there are times where you, you know, Jen talked about the Sunday where, you know, the last time the Israelites marched around the wall, they didn't say a word. This, real quickly, this is our friend Jen Stockman, which yeah. her podcast, uh, all people that teach at Bethel, their podcasts are available to. Boy, was would I incredible? recommend that. <sighs> that yeah. was so helpful. Incredible. So tell a little bit about it because, man, I was feeling it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you were. Oh, my gosh. And there are times where you you don't say anything. You don't do anything. And, and uh, there is a time to just be quiet and to get away. Jesus did it often, often, you know. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, John the Baptist is beheaded, you know. Jesus, he has compassion, he heals a multitude, and then he gets away by himself, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, whatever... He had the, to work through that. That was difficult. He loved John. Absolutely. And so then there is that, that working through in the secret place, you know. Mm-hmm. So we can't depend on everybody else to do that for us, you know. Mm-hmm. That's when we just really get with him and... Let them talk to us. And that's what I did. That was my purpose in going to the Dominican. You know, I was going to do some healthy stuff there, but I knew that I had a date. I knew I had a date with destiny. I knew I just needed some time to quiet my soul to, after hearing this news, I just needed to just have a few days of rest and get away. Mm -hmm. And when I did, in the middle of the night, I wasn't even planning on this, but in the middle of the night, um... I just, I just felt called to pray and I just began to pray and, and walk by the pool and just pray and pray and pray. And before I knew it, the sun had come up and I just asked the Lord, what are you saying? Am I going to live or am I going to die? What, what are you really saying? Even past everything else, what are you saying? And man, it just changed my life. <laughs> he, he showed me himself on the cross and he said, you know, Abigail, you have always been so great at identifying with my suffering, you know, identifying with my blood, identifying with letting go of shame and guilt and sin. You've always been so great in identifying with, with my suffering. But now I want you to walk on the other side of that cross. And I want you to walk in the empty tomb. And I want you to lay your body in my body. And I want you to get up with me. Because when I got up, I took you with me. And I want you to look behind you and look at those grave clothes. They're, they're gone too. And I want you to see your arm get up. Abigail. It's resurrected and it's whole. Let your leg get up. It's resurrected and it's whole. Let your brain get up. Let your lungs get up. Let your entire body get up in me. Because when I walked out, you walked out with me. Abigail. <laughs> it's changed my life. That would change your life. So when you ask him, am I going to live and I'm going to die? We know that the Lord wants us all to live, but it's the power in hearing him say it and show that that relationship. You can know it in your head and your heart can still be like, Lord, <laughs> yes. this doesn't look like what you said. Yeah. This doesn't look like what's happening in my head. That's right. And that's totally what I want to highlight. When that happens, not if that happens, when that happens with all of us, we surrender to relationship. We surrender to Father, what are you saying? And he just, he opens the heart. He throws the covers off the heart. He says, I'm saying what you think I'm saying. Girl, you are going to live. And he encourages us. And he gets in the heart. And he causes the heart to be strengthened. Yeah. But it's that (laughs) process. It's not, I know you've never doubted if the Lord wanted you to live. That was, I've loved that. That was one of the first things that you said from the beginning. I remember you saying, "Um, this is not the end of my story. (laughs) And you said it with the confidence of your father of, uh, no. I, I, again, I'm the author. I'm the finisher. That's not how I enter. That's not what's happening. That's exactly right. And so, that everything you're saying, Rach, has... And on those days when you positionally know that, but your flesh is, you know, betraying you, you... But Jesus isn't moved off his position. Even on our low days, even on our scary days. So does that mean, okay, today I have a lack of faith. Maybe I'm not healed. I That's the dumbest this. thing I've ever heard of. That. What, does Jesus play musical chairs with his throne? <laughs> 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 that one just got downloaded. You see, that's the funny thing of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that was great. No, but I love, this is what I feel like you have knocked the top off of, of we know what the Bible says, and it is absolutely true all of the time. We would never move off of it. Jesus healed us when he raised from the dead, mm-hmm. like he showed you. Mm-hmm. That we know that, and we should know that, and all the study and all of the time that we have spent learning these things, it is worth every single second. Then comes the heart. 
Then comes Jesus bringing all that beautiful truth to life. Then comes the Holy Spirit bringing all of that beautiful truth to life in our heart where it can minister health to our bodies, Yeah, where it can cause the manifestation of what Jesus says to be completely and totally, it's always true, but I mean to actually happen in the natural. You're exactly right. And you have walked through that. And, And I would never downplay memorizing scripture, knowing scripture, spending time in church, all that stuff. Oh my goodness. He has to have something to breathe on to bring alive. <laughs> right. But what the, the healing happens in the Holy spirit, bringing the word to life in our hearts. Yes. That's, ex- I mean, that's exactly right. Rage. The Bible says he puts his word above his name. <laughs> I mean, let's just think about that for a second. I can't hardly. Oh my gosh. And then I know my head starts to swell. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> or, you know, you know, he sent his word to heal our disease, you know, um, how much more when that's just the truth we decide to camp on, even if our body is, is racked under the effects of maybe even chemotherapy or whatever, you know, you, um, it's just partnering with that truth. Yeah. You're exactly you know, right. To be super personal, my I lost my mom to cancer very recently, yeah. super recently, and it was the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen her. I have seen her. We have seen miracles in my family from the get go. I mean, I've seen. She has laid hands on so many people and seen beautiful things. We have walked in power, but walking through that with my mom, mm-hmm. watching her. If I had to just nutshell what happened, it was like my mom had a, um, some tools in her toolbox and she was going to bang it out if that's the way that it, she was going to be healed. Mm. But watching her, it was very apparent, especially, especially towards the end. My mom um, did not, could not in her lifetime, was not ever able to really indulge in and feel and get the nourishment and the power off of the truth that I'm loved, I'm adored, mm. I'm a daughter, I'm a treasure, I'm the apple of God's eye. She just bless her. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that was the key. Wow. That was the thing. Like that's where healing needed to happen. Right. Over that <clears throat> issue. Right. She was not a workhorse. She was not a slave. She was not somebody who was, you know, you know, just, I don't know, whatever that old thing is, yeah. that dumb old thing. She was so faithful and obedient woman. I can't even tell you, she's the one of the most wonderful people I've ever known in my life. I mean, a hero, a, a just an excellent person. But in the end, watching her, it was, it was so apparent about mom. You don't know that you're loved. She mm. felt guilty for having cancer. It's wow. what you're talking about. I've watched you walk through this so beautifully about when we're born again and we believe in miracles and we believe in this. <gasps> There's like this shame that comes about, how did I get it? Exactly. I, I have watched you be like, Lord, how did I get it? <laughs> Girl, you didn't get it. Let me, let, me, let me walk you through this. And just let the love of the Lord, like I've, I've watched love just manifest in you and relationship be building you and, and you face fear after fear after fear. And when you didn't have the tools in your toolbox, you got new tools. <laughs> I'm watching you do it now where you're like, well, okay. Now what yeah. are we doing? I mean, that I wasn't expecting that. Were you expecting that? I'm sure you knew. What's happening here? Right. But what are, what are we doing from here? Yeah. And I've just watched you grow and deepen, and it has been, you know what? It is It is in the presence of my enemies. That's where I mm. prosper. David wrote it in Psalm 23, yes? Yes. That that though I walk through the valley of shadow of death or I feel no evil, help me with this. Um, <laughs> I'm losing it. Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the a table. table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup overflows. We love that psalm because who doesn't love that psalm? We should all love that psalm. Yeah. But it's so funny growing up with that psalm and loving it. You know, of course, your mind goes to, oh, my, my head's anointed with oil. Yay, my cup is overflowing. And <laughs> it's just like I have to be an adult to understand. Oh, that's happening in the presence of my right. enemies? There was like a block on the enemy part till just now, actually. Right. I didn't realize I was going to be in the presence of my I have visitors. <laughs> You're like, ah, in my imagination, I just saw it was all prosperity. It was just awesome. Right. I was... I was like living on a rainbow. Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Talk to me about these enemies. <laughs> right. It's like Joel Johnson when he says, sure, the fruit of the spirit can operate in your life if you live alone. <laughs> Everybody thinks, I am so spiritual. I walk in the fruits of the spirit. Of course, I have no relationship with anybody ever. But still, love, joy, peace, kindness. 
this. Stop control out my ears. I haven't talked to anybody in two weeks. But man. <laughs> it's that. It's so true. It's that. And so to be clear, sickness stinks. Jesus yeah. defeated <clears throat> sickness at the cross. Darn it, it still happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when your head is spinning <clears throat> from that, if that is happening from you right now, I, ju- I wanted to share my friend Abigail. I've just, mm. I've watched her. I've watched your head was spinning because it was like, huh? I don't even yeah. believe in cancer. <laughs> right. Like, I broke that thing, which yeah. I believe in it. Jesus broke it. We should be breaking that thing. Sure, but sure. Whatever. I mean, here we are. Yeah. And, and so you, you, you are sitting in the presence of an enemy and I'm watching your cup overflow. Oh. I'm watching your head be anointed with oil. Like I'm confident, more confident than ever. You'll be smarter, stronger, more awesome, hearing more clearly, more powerful on the other side of this yeah. than when it started. Yeah. Amen, my friend. <laughs> Was it God's will? No! Wow. Good grief. But if God got his way all the time, we would not have weeds or roaches. Right. Things happen all the time outside of God's will. It is not an automatic thing. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a fallen world. I mean, you know, um, it's just the way it is. And, you know, there's two things real quick. I do want to speak to two lies that had to be identified that I I really feel like I had an upgrade in truth and freedom, truly. Mm -hmm. And one was, was curse. One was, well, this is in your family line. It's a curse. It's a this is it, as if you're some sort of victim. Let me just say big fat lie and lie, lie, lie. Helpful. The Bible is so clear. Cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. And when Jesus took his beautiful body and hung on that tree, he took every curse ever known to man. So when you when you feel that thing, like I got to look in my own two hands and I have to find my own salvation, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our, our faith. Yeah. So even on the days when we don't have faith, we get to look to him to be the faith. (laughs) He started it, and most certainly he's going to finish it. And so that was a really a big upgrade in truth for me. And the other one was, um, you would not believe how many times, and I did it all, y'all. It's like Bill Johnson says, pull out all the bells and whistles. I'll do it all. I mean, you know, like, let's do it all. You know, flags. on my head. Get those flags. (laughs) Right. I was like, you know, I'll just, let's clean up shop. You know, I went to, I paid people to sit and painstakingly go through from the time I came out of my mother's womb, okay? (laughs) Who did I not forgive? Who has not forgiven me? I mean, just every, every shameful thing, I like revisited it, you know, because there's this book, out there floating around that's like, you know, well, okay, let's see if you have cancer in your left breast, it's because you haven't forgiven so-and-so if you have it, you're right. I mean, all this stuff, you guys. And so, and I did it all. I just painstakingly, okay, I forgive them again, 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 you know, all these things, you know, thinking that maybe if that was the reason I had cancer, okay, I actually, I've come to a place, I don't believe that. And so, and I tell you what, now, if the Holy Spirit shows you something, and that night that he showed me that about the resurrected tomb, I said, show me again, Holy Spirit, any face I need to forgive. Any, And there were a couple, you guys, that came out, but not that many. Right. Not that many. And it wasn't a long conversation he wanted to have about it. Right. It was just like, and you know, the biggest face that came before me was me. He said, I want you to forgive you. I want you to forgive you. That's powerful, Abs. It was so powerful, you guys. And it was just, but honestly, even in the beauty of that, and I took care of it, we didn't stay there long. He wanted to camp out in the resurrected tomb. Wow. <laughs> he wanted me to go he there. Was going somewhere. Yeah. And so even if, because some of us out there, I mean, if we all got cancer from a broken heart, dear Lord, there wouldn't be a human race. Right. I mean, so, but here's the deal. Even if you're believing that or someone's telling you that, I had that conversation again with the Lord because people continue to hurt you, right? And you hurt them. I had that conversation again with the Lord and I heard him say so clearly that of Isaiah. Remember when he said, I have come to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. Mm. And so he said to me, I actually heal your broken heart, Abigail. Because how many of us out there, maybe we have loved ones that are died. Maybe, maybe we can't go and reconcile. Maybe we can't press all that into the one who is able to heal your broken heart. <laughs> he can heal your body and he can certainly heal your broken heart. 
So that, that, that was two upgrades of truth for me that, that really have been life. Oh, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> okay, friend. So this is what we're going to do. I want to give you a second just to pray for folks because darn that cancer. It is mm-hmm. just darn it. I say darn it yeah. in my my mad voice. That's my mad voice. (laughs) People are dealing with cancer is what I'm saying. So I want to give you a chance to pray with him. And then you know what we're going to do? We are just going to declare, I love in Redding, Bethel and Redding has started to declare cancer-free zones and you kind of giggle until it starts happening. And you're like, what? People Mm -hmm. are like walking on to the campus and, and being healed from cancer. I've heard about it happening at Karis Bible College too in in um, Colorado Springs, people are driving across the country to get prayer, but they walked on campus and they're like, oh, I'm good and got healed. Wow. So I know I kind of giggle about it. I'm like, sure, I'm in for a cancer free zone. <laughs> then it happens and you're all, oh, good grief. <laughs> My giggling has stopped. I'm asking questions now. But we're going to declare a cancer free zone. Yeah. God wants that. Mm. He's the one. He said, pray. That heaven comes to earth. You bring heaven to earth. Hey, look, I'm going to put heaven on the inside of you. Open up. Let heaven out. There is no cancer in heaven. Right. And we are the containers for heaven. Mm. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. And so we're just going to get on the side of heaven and say, you know what? This is a place we just are going to declare and, and consecrate our area. This is a this is a cancer-free zone in Jesus' name. Yeah. He can work it out. He's the only one that can work it out. That's right. We're just going to stay on his side and keep saying what he's saying. Yes. And watch right. him do wild, crazy stuff that people write books about later. And they'll be like, you mean that woman, Abigail? That's right. That's, That's what right. she did. That's right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So pray for some folks, abs, and any yes. words of knowledge if you get, if you get, you're more than welcome to. You've okay. got uh, permission. Just call them out, sister, or just pray. You do, you do what's in your heart. Okay. Thank you, Rach. Thank you. Oh, Thanks. Oh, Father. Thanks, Father. Thanks. You are so good. Thanks, Jesus. You are faithful to all generations. <laughs> Your faithfulness has had no beginning and no end. Thanks. You are faithful. <laughs> oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We just... um refocus ourselves. You know, I, I just see some of us like just refocusing, just feeling like things were a little blurry, wasn't quite seeing too clearly and, and, and just beginning to see clearly. I am healed. Just pressing all of ourselves into the all sufficiency of Jesus, just realigning ourselves to that truth. And yes, Lord, Thanks. we declare, we declare a not only a cancer-free zone, Thanks. but a disease-free Thanks. zone. Thanks. You healeth all our diseases. Thanks, Jesus. You, and, and this is the beautiful truth of the word. You forgive all of our sins. Thanks. And you heal all our diseases. And you set it in that progression. Because when we have the truth that the the handwritten code that was against us, you nailed to the cross. Let's just, I just, let's just pick up that truth, everyone. Pick up the truth that there, he can never, ever be against you again. (laughs) His posture is only for us because he healeth all of our sins. He forgives all of our sins. That's the first thing. Let's believe that truth. Let's stand number one right there. You do. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. And so therefore we can step up to number two in full truth. Ah, you healeth all my disease. (laughs) You healeth all my disease. So we just declare truth. We just We just speak out truth. You are forgiven. Pick up that truth and then pick up. You are whole. You are whole and you are healed. So Lord, all of us, all of us lay ourselves in your resurrected body. And not one cell of your body walked out of that tomb 
than any other thing but whole. <laughs> and so we walk out in your wholeness Thanks, in our Jesus. minds. Those of you that have been tormented Jesus. in your mind, this is a mental illness. This is a ha ha ha. Did Jesus walk out of the tomb mentally ill? Absolutely not. You walk out whole and healed from the top of our head to the very tip to toenails of our feet. Every cell in our body is whole, is complete, because that's who you are, Jesus, because it is the same spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us and quickens our mortal body. And make no mistake, that mortal body very much means our fleshly on this side of glory body. Thanks, Jesus. (laughs) He don't want to do that over there in the sweet by and by. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, get your full reward. Get your full reward in our bodies, in our minds. And in our spirits, get your full reward. We declare, like casting a blanket out, just throwing it out there. Disease-free zone. Thanks, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thanks. Jesus' name. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Abs, I love you, girl. I love you too, my friend. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming, and thanks for just prospering in the middle of this and letting us watch. It's wonderful. Mm. (laughs) I'm super encouraged. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in to BA Chats. Boy, bless you a million times. Remember, testimony means do it again. And so if you're in the middle of a struggle, there is the potential. You can prosper in the middle of it. You do not have to be miserable and sad with a head hanging low and terrified all the time. You can face fear. You can love Jesus in the middle of it. He's released power and joy and kindness for us to just, you know, hot knife through butter. Here we go. Right. Here I am. I'm a hot knife. You're butter. Cancer. Okay. Well, bye. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks again for tuning in to BA Chats. Woohoo!